Hello everybody, friends, family, strangers, what's going on? How are we doing? Season 2 of the Movement More podcast is here. For some of you, you've never listened to one of these podcasts before in your life. This is usually with a guest who has a, an inspiring story to share a message to help us live better and get more from our life. That's the motto of Movement More. And this season is going to be similar, apart from this episode. I am kicking this off on Mental Health Week. So we have World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October. So I just want to share a few different things about last year's or last season's podcast and that little bit more about season two. And then I have a few facts and figures for you. Um, and then I want to get into a few things about starting and stopping to help us live that little bit better. So season one, we had 10 guests in total. It ranged from a neighbor of mine, Ogie Doyle, talking about his journey through mental health. That was a phenomenal start and got the podcast up and running. We had a few people with passion projects who talked about leaving their nine to five day job that they just weren't happy and got up, got out of the rat race and decided to do that a little bit more for themselves. We had a CEO of a real estate company talk to us about not only the importance of investing your money, but investing your time as well. We had a life coach on. We had an ex-international rugby star on. We had CEOs on and directors sharing tips on wellness and health, how to be more productive, how to get more done in your day, how to find out what you want to do in your day and plenty more so listen back to a few of those the title of it more or less explains what the episode is about and you can see more in the description as well you can find those on spotify or on socials click in the bio and you'll be able to find them from there also on the website www god i haven't said those words in a while dot movementmore.com the website is definitely not where it want where i want it to be but that's on my plans for the next couple of months. Now, I have a few numbers for you, and I want you to think about these numbers when I call them out, and there's going to be a story or a fact behind the numbers. When I do explain what the story is or the fact is, just have a think about these numbers, because these are research facts, not by me, but by proper researchers and certified people so please do have a think about them and how they fit into your life and what you can use or change with them first one 400 trillion what do we think that number is related to it's actually the chances that we are born one to 400 trillion so that might mean nothing to a lot of people. To me, that is one of the biggest motivators that I wake up every day and think, whoa, I can't even comprehend that number. I'm still trying to get my head around it. I'm still trying to compare it to different scenarios or numbers, but that is a whopping number. And I think it just solidifies why we should be so grateful and happy every day. And I hate using cliche words, 
but we really should be grateful for that that one in 400 trillion if somebody can think of a comparison to how many peas can fit in how many football stadiums or something like that come back to me because i'm i'm i was trying to have a look or google what that is what we can compare that to and i just i still can't get my head around it the next one is 150,000 that relates to the amount of people who don't wake up every day meaning that they have died the day before I think it's crucial here that we see these facts and numbers as motivators understanding the story behind them as motivators not as depressors this is not the point the point is to get these in your head understand them and create your own story to why they make sense for you and try and find some motivation with these as well. Next one, 30 years. It's the amount of years that we sleep in the average lifetime. So there's nothing we can really do about this. But the point being to be aware of it, realize that we sleep for roughly eight hours out of a 24 hour day and make use of the other hours that we have. So what can we do instead one if we are sleeping eight hours make sure that it's quality sleep i will be talking a lot more about sleep in this season and you'll see some socials on that as well understand that 30 years is a lot of time so if we are sleeping for that amount of time make sure it's good and two make sure that the other two-thirds of your life or day are spent beneficially which brings me on to the next one three thousand 285 days on our phones technology is clearly taking over we had a little outage this week with facebook instagram and whatsapp and i think all of our wi-fi has got a good blame and a a, a reboot and a, a slap on the bum for not refreshing our pages until we realized that the whole network was down which for me was actually refreshing in a way I talked to a few people on it as well, and they were like, shit, imagine if, I don't know if terrorists would be very interested in taking down Instagram or or Facebook, but imagine if a cyber attack went on and our socials were down for not just hours, but weeks, months, years. How would, I don't have the answer, but how would life change? How would it evolve? I think Facebook lost six billion in the 13 or what was it six hours that it was down or 13 hours or something um what would that look like i wonder if there was a big cyber attack it's a very interesting point and i do a lot of stressing trying to get socials out trying to get podcasts out and it caught me by surprise when everything went down and facebook instagram whatsapp didn't exist for a couple of hours that i was gonna have to rejig a lot of my goals or marketing strategy and I know it's not where it needs to be yet but there is a a plan built in behind so yeah it was a strange one but back to the amount of days 3,285 days of our life scrolling it's a lot of time guys that's nine years nine years of our life compared to 30 years of sleep if we think about the importance of socials and our phones compared to sleep they are not equivalent in that ratio. So it's something that I think we should all be conscious of. 
I don't know if people have watched The Social Dilemma, but these social medias are built around grabbing our attention so that we're sucked onto the platform so that they can make more money through their ads. It is... Um, it's not a conspiracy theory or anything. It, it is factual and we get a, a dopamine kick every time we refresh our socials, which is a chemical in the brain for happiness. So it's just something to be more aware of. It's very comfortable to be sitting on our phone scrolling all of the time, but nine years of our life, it's way too much. So that could be more for you. It could be much less for you. Take that fact as, or take the figure as what you like but just be aware of it be that little bit more conscious of your scroll time one in three not the opposite of a chinese it is the amount of people unhappy in their life what the hell we've got to one in 400 trillion we've got through those odds We've got through 150,000 people dying a day that a lot of we can't we can't control with a lot of those those deaths every day. They're natural causes. But one in three of us are unhappy in our lives and we're living those lives out until we die. That just it just it drives me mad and it's something that Yeah, some days that you do feel unhappy or stressed or just unmotivated, but when you think back to numbers and these figures, one in three people, it's way too many people to be unhappy with their lives. And it's sometimes it's not their fault, but a lot of times it is 100% in their control. Or if it's with you listening, it's in your control to change it. 33% of people unhappy, living day to day, living stuck in a rut in a job they're unhappy with in a relationship or a marriage they're unhappy with in a location they're unhappy with with friends they're unhappy with that is in your control to change so just have a think about your own situation are you one of those three people and are you going to live out the next however many years that you may have still being unhappy or are you going to change it and there are a million possibilities or possible ways to change it and become one of the two-thirds of people who are satisfied with their life. The last number I have is 168. They are the amount of hours that everybody on this planet has to live every week, unless, unfortunately, you're one of the 150,000 who it's their last 168 hours. But we all have it. Bill Gates... Beyonce, the Queen, whoever you think, we all have this same amount of time currency that we're spending. Roughly 56 of those time monies, if that's a word again, are spent asleep. 56 of those are spent sleeping, equating to 30 years. Again, I'd recommend even nine hours to some people, they might need that amount of sleep to cope. Others, they can cope with six hours. I think 1% of the population can cope with four hours sleep, but the experts say seven to nine hours is ideal. Nothing we can do about that, but that's just where our money needs to be spent so we can enjoy the other two thirds. So 56 of our, I'm going to call them time monies, I don't know if it's a word, are spent on sleep. 
50 of them, and that's being generous to a lot of people, under generous to a few. 50 of these time monies, or currencies, hours that we have every week, are spent working. Some people do not work 50 hour weeks, which is good for you. You got more monies in time. 12 of these hours, and again, I think I'm being generous, are spent eating. So in total, that's 118 hours or time monies that we all get re-uploaded into our bank every week of 168 hours. That means there are 50 hours left in the week. 50 hours left in the week for us to do whatever else we need to do outside of sleeping, working and eating. A lot of people get home or a lot of people end their weeks or their months and think, God, what did I get done that week or that month? I've no extra time. And a lot of people have kids, which is a huge time currency. I wasn't going to say waster. It's not a waster. It's a time spent with kids or with other families. But I think it's a good idea that everybody should have a look back on their weeks and write out where is your money being spent. Not your physical money, but your time money. Where is it being spent? And is that money going to give you an investment for the future? So if you're spending nine hours a day scrolling what return is that going to give you? If you're spending that time money on something, what is it going to give you back? And sometimes it's just to relax. That's fine. It's going to give you time. It's going to give you that relaxation credit in the future that you can spend and have more energy. But if you're spending those three, four hours a day on your phone, I don't know how much of a return you're getting on that time spent when you could be doing so much more for your mental health. So for yourself, for your family, for your community, whatever else it is that you care about, whether it's a passion project, whether it's going travel, whether it's making more money, looking how to change your career. One third of us are unhappy. How are we spending our 168 hours to get into that two thirds bucket instead of being in the one third unhappy? So there are a few of my numbers that... I have to say, motivate me every day to jump up out of the bed and get to it. I'm not, I'm far from a super um, of this, that some days I really do need to look back or some days I'm just, oh, feck it, like it, it, it is tough. Um, and especially with COVID. But the point in this being is to look at it and to try incorporate these facts into your life. Which... I want to talk about starting a few things and stopping a few things to be able to get into those that two-thirds bucket that I talk about of being satisfied with your life. And it is just that. A lot of it is starting a few things and stopping a few things. And if you look weekly on the things that you're starting and stopping, if you're able to snowball those into being larger and larger and building on them each week, because you're never going to run a marathon if you've never ran before. So... Starting and stopping, it needs to start small and build, and it needs to stop small and build. So I'm just going to give three things that I think, on the back of Mental Health Week and World Mental Health Day coming up on Sunday, three things that we got to start doing more of, and that I've taught myself, that I've written down myself, that I need to start doing. Yours can be completely different. And then three things that i got to stop doing. So number one on start is exercise. 
I'm not going to go into the importance of exercise. We know how vital it is. We know that we don't do enough of it as well. Some of us, we're not all athletes, but some of us need to get further up on that scale than others. Not to get in shape, but to manage your mental health, to manage, yes, your fitness, to manage your stress levels. There's so many things that exercise does, and it doesn't have to be join a football or hurling or rugby or soccer or basketball team. It doesn't have to be a big team sport where it's a commitment or pressure it can be something that you enjoy so one thing to start this week something that you enjoy that that involves movement 30 minutes a day start slow start with 10 minutes a day but start number two start learning and educating yourself on how to live a better life how to be happier healthier there's another number that i have which is If you read three books on a topic, you will know more than 95% of people on that topic. So if you think about that, if you're stuck in a rut, you're unsure how to get a new job, read three books on it. And it doesn't have to be three books. It can be for three hours or five hours on a certain topic, but dive into it and explore what that is, what that means to you. Why do you want to learn why do you want to learn and educate yourself on that there's no point in being stuck in that one third bucket unsatisfied with your life unhappy unhealthy when all it takes is reading three books it can be podcasts it can be talking to coaches it can be talking to the right people be careful who you're taking your advice from but talking to the right people who have knowledge and expertise on the topic that you're looking for but that's all it takes it's the content that we're consuming ourselves so if we're scrolling for four three four hours a day what content are we consuming could that be spent elsewhere that we can learn and educate ourselves on a topic it could be something on finance it could be something on sport it could be something on music whatever interests you that you never thought you had time for realize that you do have time and it's not that big of a deal if you're unsure of how to get fit or what diet to be on It takes three books or three podcasts, whatever it is, but spend time on it and you will know more after reading three books on a topic than 95% of the population do. That's how close you are. This is the point. That's how close you are to being within the top 5% on that topic or knowing more than 95% of the population on that topic. The third point is being aware You can take a few things from this. My main thing here is being present, being in like right, right now. That's what I'm talking about here. It's about being aware of what you're thinking. It's about being aware of your scenario, your scene, what's going on. Have you ever driven to a location to work or to to school, whatever it is, and hadn't a clue how you actually got there? Hadn't, didn't remember the journey. That's fine, zoning out is okay. But make sure you check back in and start being conscious of your time. So yes, our time runs out, but it goes a lot slower when you're, I hate saying the word living in the moment, but when you are present, when you don't really give a shit about the past and don't really care about the future. You know it's coming, 
you have plans for it you have your goals you you have whatever in your calendar you you've made plans you know that the future is coming and you're setting yourself up for for success in it but you're doing it now you can't do something in the future you can only do something now so that's my point of being aware what you're doing now who you're talking to now listening interacting if you're scrolling scroll and enjoy it but make sure that you're realizing and understanding that you're scrolling and i'll go into a little bit more detail on it in some other podcasts but not now three things to stop number one scrolling how much of our time 3285 days of our life scrolling that's nine years too much some people are pretty good at it some people terrible just have a con- have a think about it and uh, yeah it's easy to do but not much is going to happen if you spend your whole time on it number two stressing guys six of the leading causes of death are linked to stress that is scary when you see a lot of us whether it's kids teenagers Young adults, older adults, parents, elders, stressing over the stupidest, smallest things. And your brain doesn't realise if it's a, a small stress or a big stress. It's still stressing. It's still causing those chemical reactions, those different hormones being released. And that is affecting your body. I'm reading a book now, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. And it's pretty scary that what we are doing to our bodies when we stress. You'll see in a podcast coming up with Christy from Modus Learning. He actually recommended me the book a couple of weeks or months ago when we recorded the podcast. And it is, it's great. He explains a bit more about it. And he knows a lot, he knows a lot more on the topic than I do. So I will leave that to him to explain. And the final one, guys, is stop saying that we're fine when we're not and that doesn't mean when you're saying hello to somebody and they ask well how are you that you say oh my god I'm so depressed I've never been this depressed blah, blah, blah. or oh I'm like I'm amazing like this is the best day I've ever had I'm not saying do that like don't you'll kind of look a little bit weird but don't say it to yourself because when you are overly depressed or in a bad form in bad form When you're saying you're fine, yes, okay, it might calm you down, but you need to realize, and back to the point of start being aware, be aware that you're not fine and take action on it. Because if you're not going to take action on it, you're sitting in that one-third bucket of people being unsatisfied with their life when there is things that you can do. So stop saying and telling yourself that you're fine and start being honest with yourself and saying, that there are things that I need to sort here. What are they? Write them down. Start getting a journal. Start meditating. Start talking to somebody else. Start doing something to improve yourself. If people are asking, how's your job going? Or how's your relationship? Or how's your how's your exercise plans going? If you're saying, yeah, they're fine, when they're not, you're lying to yourself and you're not going to take action because your brain is thinking, oh, maybe it is fine. That's okay. And you're going to sit for most of your life being unsatisfied and guys there's not that much time we have enough of it 
but we don't spend it well enough. That is my spiel for today. There were so many things wrong with season one that I would have loved to do better. And not only not only season one of the podcast, but my kind of season with kicking off movement more. I'm a fan of demanding feedback, which is something that we do in our company that I'm in at the moment as well. But please, if you do have any feedback or tips on improving or any suggested next guests or next topics that you'd like to hear as well, please do reach out. I have never been happier or I'm never happier than seeing people message the Movement More page, whether on Facebook or Instagram, and saying that it has helped them. It makes all of these podcasts and socials and time I'm I'm spending on Movement More not getting any money from but it makes those so much easier. I'm doing this as to try and help people live better and get more from their lives. I'm doing it to help me live better and get more from my life. And any feedback at all to make this better, I will be extremely grateful for. So please, whether it's good feedback or bad feedback, just reach out, let me know what's going right or what I can improve on. It's nowhere near where I wanted to be yet. I have struggled myself to find time for it I've myself stressed over it which is the opposite of what this is meant to be but I really hope that you're going to take some lessons from it I've definitely learned a lot from it there's still so much to improve on but yeah please just reach out anything at all there is a coaching side of the business being set up as well we're actually getting a few new team members to join me and help run part of the movement more business so please do let me know if you're interested in that or can think of anyone who this aligns really well with come on my way and there should be an application in the bio as well for a recruitment um, survey where you can upload your cv and different things so have a look at that if you're interested in being involved guys thank you very much for listening I hope that helped in some way, whether you're going into a new year of school, a new job, or just a new day that you're trying to get through. So please do again reach out if there's anything that I can help with. And I really hope you enjoyed those few tips on treating to start, treating to stop, and those few numbers at the start that hopefully gave you that little bit of motivation. Three things again to start, exercise, learn and educate, being aware, three things to stop, scrolling, stressing, and saying that you are fine. Right, get out of here, go on with your day, and enjoy yourself.